video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 240 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast, and we're doing this one live. Um, Unfortunately, it's not us. It's me, Mike, right now. Um, Grizz is currently experiencing a power outage up in Buffalo, so his power's going on and off. We may get him on here. We may not. I hope that we do. But uh, another side note about this episode is I currently have COVID. So uh, that kind of sucks. I am working from home currently. I am feeling absolutely terrible. So if the stream suddenly just stops, that's me. Um Let's be getting sick in some sort of way. But, you know, besides all that, we or me, I'm going to have to start getting used to saying I am. uh, I watched Black Past from 1989, an Olaf Ittenbach fucking classic, a movie that I feel like most people don't really see. They go right for Burning Moon and Premutos. But this one predates those, and it kind of sets uh, it sets like the the bar or the template for his future films. Um, this one really kind of feels like uh, Burning Moon to me more than Premutos, but uh, it, it's kind of mixed. It's really freaking awesome. Uh, this is a movie that uh, I don't believe had a U.S. release. Uh, I know Grizz has a PAL copy. Um, as with a lot of the German splatter stuff, it didn't come over here unless they put it on, um, you know, a smaller label or just for whatever reason, they decide to put out some NTSC copies. So unfortunately I had a resort to the internet to watch this one. If I actually do remember correctly, there is, um, there's, oh man, a newer release done by, uh, I don't, I don't fucking remember. Uh, thank you. I don't feel as bad as I did when I had the regular flu, like a couple years ago. Well, actually it was more than a couple years ago, but one thing I got to say about having fucking COVID right now, I do have, I, I did get vaxxed and all that shit. Um, I'm not dying or anything, but every night without fail, I have been sweating buckets Every single night. Last night, I think I changed my shirt three times and I had to put a towel underneath me um, where I was sleeping because it kept fucking leaking through to the sheets, washing the sheets every freaking night. It's probably the most annoying thing out of all this. Uh, My stomach is killing me too, but like the sweating, you just, you just can't sleep. Like you get in a couple hours, you're waking up. I think I've taken a shower at... Uh, let's see. The other day it was 3.30 a.m. I did one at like 4 a.m. I normally wake up at like maybe like 6.45, but this is fucking rough. And 
I just end up waking up sweaty anyway. But, you know, besides that, I'm here. Maybe we'll get Grizz. That would be pretty awesome. But we're going to have a good time anyway. I'll lay a tarp down. Yeah, I'm going to have to put a tarp down under me right now. But, um, you know, we're going to have a good time discussing Black Past. I got a ton of clips here. Um, hopefully... Uh, this doesn't trigger any sort of bullshit that, uh, we get a strike or anything. Uh, some gory shit in this movie, as with all of the Olaf it and box stuff, it takes it to the next level and then kind of goes a little bit beyond that. Um, this one is like, you know, you, you got the hell sequence of the burning moon. You have the ending transformation and premutos. Holy shit, man, this is like the grandfather of all that. This is where you really see it start to come together and become, you know, a style that everybody kind of knows as Olaf Ittenbox right now. Um, this is his first, I guess, full-length movie. I know that he had some sort of like um, like an FX reel. Uh, I'm not sure if it ever got released in any sort of way or anything like that. I, I have no idea about that. I, it probably has some sort of... Uh, pal release but it apparently is pretty awesome shows a lot of his uh, early talent he is an fx wizard i guess you could say also i think he had something to do with uh if i remember correctly doing um dental implant or dental some bullshit but this guy loves fucking up teeth he loves fucking up eyes he loves fucking up everything so uh, let, let's get into this. Uh, let's get into this movie because I absolutely love it. Um, if you've been to, I think, was it last year at VHS Fest, they played this. Um, if not, you know, try to find it on the Internet. I'm sure you can find it. Wink, wink. But let's let's do this. So just to give you a little rundown of what this movie's about, you have uh, Tommy, who's played by Olaf Fittenbach uh, as per usual as you'll see uh you know in later films he finds this mirror this book in this trunk in an attic that his family just you know his family just bought this house he's looking around he finds this shit in the attic he hangs the mirror up even though he reads in this book that the previous owner of the house somehow looked into the mirror, became possessed and killed his whole family. And this is also a trend that has gone throughout uh, many years. Um, I think that the story to this movie doesn't really mean shit. It is just so good with the way that the gore is laid out, how ridiculous everything is, how well it's done, the effects, everything. It's just, it's just really, really good. And uh, you kind of know what you're getting into, you know, right in the beginning of the freaking movie, because the title card doesn't come up um, like right when, you know, the movie starts how it normally does. Like, oh, like produced by this, blah, 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 blah. It has a little bit before it. And I'm going to show you that right now because it is absolutely ridiculous. So let me just set the scene a little bit. Uh, this guy looks into the mirror, has some in-camera effects that... I guess turn him into some sort of uh, demon possessed zombie type dude with a giant Carl the Butcher Shitter type cleaver. And uh, Jesus Christ, he goes ham on, I'm guessing this is his daughter. Don't worry, the dog is not harmed. But look at that shit. Then you get like this, uh, 
you, you get this like techno music that sounds like it could have been in uh what the hell's the fucking movie now i'm not going to be able to uh now i'm not going to be able to think i got what do they call that a brain fog or whatever um he sh- uh the gore in the dream sequences are insane uh yeah and it's kind of funny because they make it kind of obvious that there were dream sequences it's not one of those things like oh is it real is it not it's like no like he wakes up and he's fine so uh it's pretty pretty fucking awesome oh body melt that's what i was thinking of that that fucking like techno sounds straight out of body melt um so let's let's talk about some of the uh the dream sequences if i actually know what fuck that fuck that i want to talk about uh mr olaf ittenbach tommy and his newly acquired girlfriend who he kind of i guess connects with after he gets the shit beat out of him by thugs that always happen to be in late 80s early 90s shot on video movies so tommy has this mirror hung up in his fucking room right and his girlfriend comes over she's up there he's like hey you want to help me clean up my room which is like a very weird thing i don't think i've ever asked a girl to do that uh for me or with me but uh she's like yeah sure whatever so they're doing whatever he gets called down to the fucking breakfast table or lunch table. i don't know what the fuck's going on it's very odd um but she looks into this mirror becomes possessed and basically walks herself outside and gets hit by a car. So let's watch that because this is something that you also see in the burning moon. You see some, you know, somebody getting run over by a car and it looks extremely graphic, but uh, we have a pretty good one in this movie too. So I really do actually like how he did the makeup for the possessed girlfriend. It's actually kind of creepy, but do you hear that sound? There's a noise. It sounds exactly like the final part of My Name is Mud. But this movie this movie came out in 1989 and that song's from like 1993. So, whew, Jesus Christ. So, look at that. Oh my God, run over. He somehow sees it like through the wall. I, I don't know, you know, I don't know how the fuck he saw that. But, uh, you know, one thing I want to say is they they kind of start this shit out uh, pretty pretty brutally. Um, see now here here's something new with uh, like doing Twitch. I have no idea how to fucking uh, how to do this bullshit. So um, yeah, this this movie starts out with some fucking crazy stuff. You have the girl that's possessed gets hit by a car, and this kind of sets off like this whole chain of. Um, I, I guess like chain of events that lead to Tommy's eventual downfall. Um, so uh, let's, let's see a little bit here. Um, we have uh, basically after Tommy's girlfriend dies, Tommy starts slowly getting possessed by this demonic force that emits from this mirror. But, uh, as this thing is like possessing him, he keeps having dreams of his girlfriend and she's a zombie trying to kill him in these things. Um, he actually has a dream before I'm going to show you right now where she does something quite unexpected. (laughs) 
So he sees this he sees this woman who is actually his girlfriend walk up to him. She's wearing like a nice dress and everything. <laughs> Oof. Shoots him right in the head. You see everything just kind of pouring out. You hear the Primus music. And boom, he wakes up. Um, I I just I just can't believe it. I uh, I really think that Olaf Fittenbach is probably the best out of all these like splatter film directors. Um, I think he makes the most like cohesive movie. I think it looks the highest quality. I think um, I, I think he's like the most consistent out of all of them. And I feel like he can make a real movie too, which he did. He did, you know, we've, we've covered movies that he've, that he's done besides, you know, like these lower budget ones. Um, you could go back and listen to that one. We covered uh, Legion of the Dead, which that was a rather recent movie. I think that was, let me look right now. I think that was like 2000, let's see, 2001, I think it was. Yeah, 2001. And we liked it. It's a um, from dusk till dawn type ripoff film, which is not, you know, not a terrible thing. Um, the dream of him dismembering his girl with the axe is insane. All right. So let me see if I have that one here. I, I have most of the dreams, but they're all pretty, pretty fucking brutal. All right. Here we go. Yep. Here it is. Just destroys her with the axe right in the face. Ooh. And he just starts cutting off arms. Very Evil Dead. You know, it, it's it's just everything that you would want from a low-budget movie. You know, from the late '80s, early '90s. That, that's kind of unnecessary. Everybody in the chat knows what I'm talking about right now. But, uh... Look at this. What a... What a... What a wonderful... What a wonderful effects crew. Jesus Christ. Look, and then they do the old thing where, like, they have her, like, buried. I guess there's multiple people buried there. Like the heads moving. Oh my god, that's that's just that's just so fucking crazy. But there there's tons of shit like that in this movie. Um, we have another one where she's, I guess, kind of chasing him throughout the house, and he finally, finally, he's had enough. He grabs a shotgun, and we get a great fucking head explosion here. I like how she tenses up for it. I, I love it. I love his mullet, too, in this. He kind of looks the same in The Burning Moon, which is, what, like three or so years later? Um, but for real, like, his whole, um, like, nightmare sequence story or whatnot is just fucking great. Um, we have another one here that he just, for whatever reason, decides to start like hallucinating and cutting himself with a razor 
and then like he's got a straight razor then he has like a regular like razor blade but it's pretty brutal so he's like looking at the uh looking at this straight razor and just decides fuck it i'm just, I'm just gonna fucking cut myself with this shit he has it like in between his fingers and he just starts oh just pulling the razor through oh that's just that's just brutal that's just absolutely brutal but that's not it he's got to he's got to do more yeah i'm just gonna cut my face yeah and my tongue yeah we can we can make it worse oh this is this is just a wild fucking movie he's cutting his arms now with the razor and it's not like just little little cuts he's really digging in with this shit oh i don't get i don't know what he hit with that jeez he cuts his throat. But luckily for him, oh, we get a we get a New York Ripper eyeball fucking tear. Oh, what a face! Not many, not many of these movies can really stack up to this stuff. Even like this, like you know, the violent shit series, it just doesn't hit as hard as that does. I think because it's just, it's super, I mean, like, yeah, these are like all low budget, but, um, for whatever reason, like violent shit, it just looks super, super fake where this, you know, it's got a little bit of realism to it. If you looked, if you looked at it kind of like squinty and cross-eyed, you could, you might think it's real. Um, as someone that shaves their head daily with an old school safety razor, this made me cringe, dude, 100 percent uh i also well actually i don't use a safety razor anymore i i don't trust myself i have a like a regular buzzer but this just i get goosebumps watching anything like that and uh that's something you know that's like a real fulci thing to be using the razor blade and all that shit and showing it up close and the eye trauma olaf Ittenbach movies are filled with eye trauma that's like a real italian trope um it's just I really think that for whatever reason, all these movies that came out of Germany, like just took it to the next level where all the American movies like, yeah, they were gory. They were kind of fucked up, but these things were 100% just on a different level. There were no, there were no rules really. They weren't afraid to do anything like there's tons of stuff that I had to cut out where it's like, oh, that dude's hanging dong. And they show it. Uh, they put a nail through the guy's fucking dong <laughs> at one point. I'm going to show you the clip later, but I edited uh, that part out. But, oh, man, they really just didn't give a fuck. They just did whatever they wanted. They just went in said, okay, like, what's the most ridiculous? What's the most bloody? What's the most disgusting thing we can do? All right, let's do it and let's do it off, you know, a couple hundred dollar budget. Um, like, let's see, 1989, like, this is like the end of the 80s in American horror kind of sucked. I mean, like, the low budget movies, like, were starting to come out, uh, you know, a bit stronger. But, like, you got something like Jason Takes Manhattan coming out. Obviously, that's a big studio film. But you got something like Jason Takes Manhattan, and then, like, you have this. 
sit next to each other on the fucking video shelf. That's hilarious to me. Just like the two complete, like, okay, like we have to be kind of safe with these uh, franchise films because we're trying to make as much money as possible. And then you have this other dude that's like, you know what? I just want to make something that's so fucked up that people probably vomit when they watch it. And I think some people may not be able to handle some of the shit in these movies. Um, you know, like the gore is just seriously next level. It's all like uncomfortable shit too. Um, it's never just like, Oh, I got stabbed. It's like, no, I got stabbed in the eye and then I got stabbed in the mouth and then they cut out, you know, my fucking intestines with a, you know, spoon, some crazy shit. And then they knock your teeth out with a goddamn, uh, frozen water bottle or something like it's all freaking ridiculous stuff. And it's just one thing after another. And this, you know, I said, Oh man, I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. That's why I have a, uh, I have a, a mic mute, uh, mic mute button. Nope. Didn't come. Oh man. So, um, now, now I'm just, my eyes are watering. Um, yeah, so I, I said the story doesn't really mean much because a, a lot of it is really just like, you know, you got a mirror, it possesses people, it's possessing Olaf Ittenbach now, and that's really that. Like, the, the ultimate hero of the movie is just kind of like a dude that you see for like a little bit. Um, but, but, the dream sequences, Olaf Ittenbach's acting, the special effects... Um, just everything just makes this such an entertaining movie. And it's a shame that there's not more things of this caliber out there. And it's also a shame that I feel like these didn't really get any proper releases in, uh, you know, the United States until maybe like the mid nineties, you start seeing some of these things coming over with like shitty dubs or they're subbed or whatnot. Um, like, unfortunately, a lot of these movies, if you try to find them in other countries, because they were shot, you know, in German, they're going to have subtitles of that country that you're getting it from. So, like, you get a Japanese, I have a Japanese pre-mutos tape, and it's in German, and the subtitles are in Japanese. So, like, it's kind of useless unless you're using it for clips and stuff like that. Um, you could run it through... Like, a, like YouTube if you upload it and you could get the auto translate to kind of help you out there. But, um, you know, it's a shame that we didn't get these sooner. Not that I would have been renting this in 1989 as a two-year-old, but still, uh, it would have been nice to find this, you know, maybe when I was in like middle school or something like that. Um, but this movie just progresses in the craziness, just like all his other movies. Um, you have all this like incredibly weird, um, like these weird set pieces and visuals and stuff. And we see a lot of that in these low budget movies. And a lot of times it looks fucking stupid. It looks corny, but here's one where he's kind of like in this hell area and he sees a burning like baby carriage with a very fake looking baby in it, by the way. But like, look how fucking cool this looks when he steps into the frame and you see the burning like. 
like he actually knows what he's doing here. Like, look at this. It pans out. Not bad. Look at this guy. What a stud. But, like, see how that looks? It, it, it doesn't look like your typical shitty shot on video. Yeah, I want this to be like a Nightmare on Elm Street type. You know, weird the lambs running through the hallway and all that shit. Like, he does a really good job with that one. Um, it, it's really effective. It looks cool. He does a lot of cool things with the smoke in this movie. Uh, he controls it pretty well in a lot of these shots, which is kind of a talent. I feel like that's something that would become incredibly frustrating and incredibly annoying very quickly when you're trying to wrangle, um, you know, fog. The ending of Beyond Vibes. Yeah, yeah, That well, it's that smoke, man. It's the rolling fog, the fucking, uh, the, uh, the what's it called? The demon wind, I guess you could call it, which I just watched that again the other day. What a fucking entertaining movie. Seriously, what a great movie. If you don't like demon wind, there has to be something wrong with you. I don't know how Grizz doesn't like it. I could start talking shit about him because he's not here right now, but I, I really don't know how people don't like that movie. It's got a cool fucking idea like, oh, my dad's fucking crazy. I have to go to this cabin to take care of some shit. You go to the fucking cabin and it's just all burnt out. You find dead bodies outside. There's all sorts of weird shit going on. You find out that your fucking family are like witches or something. You got to fight a demon. Oh, my God. What a fucking what a great movie. And I know it's like an Evil Dead ripoff, but seriously, it's it's like a quality Evil Dead ripoff. Plus, the tape has like a lenticular cover. Everybody likes that shit. Um, now, we were talking before about, you know, all these uh, all these ways that. Uh, oh, dude, you got to give Demon Win a second chance. You have to. So uh, we were talking about the girlfriend before how she dies in the beginning and just keeps coming back, coming back, coming back. Um, here's another, uh, incredibly actually, no, this isn't, this isn't the girlfriend now. Sorry. I misspoke. So now eventually, eventually Olaf, uh, he transforms into this demon creature and goes on this killer rampage. <sighs> This is where it really starts to get fucking cool. Uh, he murders a woman with a pair of scissors. And I'm going to play that right now. Uh, it is pretty fucking brutal. First, he cuts her fingers off like it's the fucking, like the burning. Ooh, that just looks painful. Stabs her in the face. One part, one like blade goes in her eye one blade goes in her cheek just fucking brutal and it's like over and over again he eventually eventually gets gets her eye and just kind of takes it out oh, smashes her face oh god and then rips her head off starts carrying it around with him which is kind of crazy uh i don't think people realize how freaking nuts this movie actually is and how much like gory insane shit is actually shown um we have another incredibly awesome sequence where he uses a chainsaw for whatever reason to just well it's even, is it even on there there it is he uses a chainsaw 
to basically do what he did to the girl earlier. But this is just over the top when it comes to the gore. Uh, right now, he's cutting off her arm, but like at the wrist. Well, eh, not the wrist, more like the forearm. But her hand is moving while it's being cut. Like, they do a really good job with the whole, like, burying the body and having, like, appendages sticking out. And then he puts the chainsaw right through her stomach. And you see all the guts flying out while her head is moving. So she's buried underneath that. But eventually, he does use the chainsaw to uh, cut her face in half. And they do not cut away. You actually see the chainsaw being buried in the girl's face. Um... This is just a little bit of a uh, little segment of our two final guys, sort of speaking. But yeah, they show the aftermath, and it's just fucking brutal. I just think it's funny when they show the face. Well, they, they show, like, her head, and it's cut in half. And he picks it up, and, like, her spine and some guts are still attached to it, and it just, like, slinks out. Kiryu Gore, I'll never forget seeing the scene at VHS Fest 5 stoned as hell. <laughs> what a what a fucking crazy thing. Is it is this was that your first time seeing it? Um because that's like an incredible place to see a movie for the first time. Uh on that huge screen, especially in an environment like that, on a weekend like that. Just a, a freaking awesome thing. I still think one of my one of my favorite uh I guess viewing experiences at uh, the Mah Mahonic Mahonic. I don't know how the fuck I got yelled at once for saying it the wrong way. Uh, one of my favorite viewing experiences there, um, Night of the Living Dead. So now that is in Pennsylvania, and Night of the Living Dead obviously took place in Pennsylvania. But like seeing it there in a drive-in in like a rather rural area. Um, it was kind of rain. It was raining, like lightly raining. So you could still see, um, it was just such a fucking awesome experience. And also seeing phantasm there was also a freaking great experience. I still, I, I would like to see Dawn of the dead there. I probably, I think I missed it on one of the zombie fests or I don't know, but, uh, that's a great place to see a movie. Kiryu Gorna, second time you saw it. Okay. Yeah. Not not bad, but uh, seeing it in that environment was a great viewing experience. Yeah, some some movies are just better when you see them with a bunch of people. Um, this movie is great on its own anyway. Like, I'm already going to tell you that this is a 100% must-watch, must-find movie. Um, there's other non-VHS releases of this out there, I believe. But, um, man, seeing seeing something for the first time in a drive-in is, is really fucking cool. It's a really good experience. Uh, unless it's backwoods Marcy. uh backwards marcy fuck i can't even talk so uh one of the last well actually this is the last clip that i have is probably one of my favorite scenes of this movie i don't want to uh i'm not going to spoil everything for on this movie because i just i like it too much and i want you all to actually go see it but this to me is like the preview to what we're going to get in the burning moon hell sequence um, this is a scene where our boy Tommy just kind of, you know, ends up in this extremely dark place. If it, if there's like a little 
jump in the middle of this. It's because I had to cut out the dong because I really don't want to get our channel fucking banned here. But uh, let me let me start this up because it's kind of long. We get our Hell Doctor again. This dude looks pretty cool too. Here he's got like fucked up teeth. He's bleeding from the head. Puts the surgical mask on. Got a woman playing with somebody's head. Some severed head. Olaf is uh, tied down. Getting ready for uh, some brutal shit to happen. So this Hell Doctor injects a mystery substance which kind of looks like blood I guess I don't know directly into his eyeball and as this is going on you're seeing all these other just fucking brutal looking people all around the room uh, just mangled and torn apart holes punched in them screaming holding their guts oh there's like one woman her uh, her intestines are like out she's like looking at him while there's blood all over Oh, this this definitely rivals the Burning Moon Hell Secrets because it is it's like kind of like a visceral thing, especially with this woman. But uh, here's that great fog control. All right, so here's where the, I had to cut it. So this board is put underneath his, uh, you know, his shit, and boom, they they put a nail through it. I got my finger on the trigger over here in case I I missed the cut, but. This is quite the sequence. Uh, there's, just, there's tons of blood, tons of guts, tons of gore. The Hell Doctor is awesome. Right now, he's gonna finish the job with a uh, like a an automatic turkey cutter thing, an electric turkey cutter. Yeah. And he just cuts right down the middle of Olaf Hittenbach's stomach, and it does not cut. He does a great job with all these effects. I'm telling you, you gotta see this shit. It's really fucking great. It's brutal. Of course, he's gotta rip out the guts and then cut them in half because it's never good enough to just rip them out. Imagine having a dream like this and like waking up. Like, has, has anybody ever had a, like, has anybody in the chat had a dream like this? Because I, I don't think I have. Holy shit. Doctor's literally ripping his uh, his torso apart. Uh, and he's still alive. He loves burying his head under things. Hang him upside down. And all his guts pop out. Oh, man. Let's see. Kiryu Gore. This is the best scene all... Uh, See all of his hell sequences in this burning moon premieres are truly some of the gory sequences you'll see for its time. I absolutely agree. Now I don't have the whole sequence of him turning into the demon in here, but the demon that he turns into eventually kind of looks like what he turns into in premutos, and that's an awesome sequence too. When he's on the couch and like the barbed wire comes over his face, oof. Yeah, I don't think I'm going back to sleep after having that dream. But this movie is 100% brutal as hell. Probably in my, definitely in my top 10 shot on video, low budget movies of all time. It is just fucking great. I 100% recommend anybody to go see this. I recommend 100% trying to get a copy of it. Uh, support Olaf Ittenbach. He's still doing it out there. 
Uh, he's got a new movie coming out soon that we're going to also cover eventually when we can see it. How we, I don't know how we're going to see it, but we will. Um, but, you know, I'm sorry to sh- cut it short this week, but unfortunately, I think uh, I don't think I could take that much more. So uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everybody in the chat. Uh, you could find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Please subscribe to our Twitch, twitch.tv slash badtastevideo. You could find me on Instagram at badtastevideo. You could find my commandion on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. Thank you for coming. We'll be doing another one of these in two weeks. Hopefully Grizz will have power. If not, we're going to have him running on the treadmill to power his computer so we could do it. Uh, No wide world of metal this week. We will have one next week. Um, But thank you all for listening. Thank you all for coming. And I will see you next week.